Welcome to the Strong Life Coach Podcast, where we speak life, coach life, write life, and lead life. Today, I'm joined in the podcast studio by Joseph Warren. Joseph, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I am uh, I'm excited about us talking. I know uh, you and I, we connect. I think we're like three months into our friendship and knowing one another. Yeah. And I know you're committed. And really, I think even in preparing this podcast, we said, you know what? We got to call this one the Devoted to Development because that's what you are and who I know you to be. So I'm just like, really excited about us talking. Before we jump into the questions, I want people to know who you are and a little bit about your biography. So I'm going to go through that now. Uh, Joseph Warren is a co-owner and financial planner at Financial Planning HQ, where he works to inspire his clients to visualize and create the future they desire. He completed a bachelor's degree in biochemistry from Shriner University. Joseph has served as a treasurer, vice president of membership, and vice president of education for his local Toastmasters club. During his downtime, he enjoys playing the piano, running, and reading, as well as discussing science fiction and personal development books. One of his passions is serving the community. It's displayed by serving with the blinded vet- veterans and grant writing for Broken Warriors Angels. Again, excited to be able to have you on the podcast and to, and to discuss a little bit about your journey. All right, so the first question I have for you. So you have this unique experience with graduate school. Yes. Um, tell us about your time at UCLA. All right, where do I start? Well, I think when I first joined graduate school, I joined because I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I think when you're young, a lot of times you don't know what you want to do. Right, right. So I just gravitated towards what I was good at, and I was good at organic chemistry. Which so, is a unique thing to be good at, I, I think. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know many people who are good at organic organic chemistry. Yeah, but yeah, okay. So I was like, okay, well, I'll be an organic chemist. Mm-hmm. So I went and I applied to a bunch of schools. UCLA has a very good program, and I got accepted with a full ride scholarship to UCLA. And I hated it. I was, I was in mm-hmm. I was in taking the classes. I was in the lab, and I just really didn't like it. I liked being around people. I found, and it was just I was spending all day in the lab. And not yeah. only did I hate it, I was I found that I wasn't even really that good at it. Oh man, okay, that's a surprise. Yeah. So to hate it and then not to not be good at it, those are like two of the uh, two areas you 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 almost want to always avoid when it comes to development and growth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I was miserable. I was working. I was putting in the hours, trying my best, but it just it wasn't for me at all. So Got I started it. branching out there, and I learned a lot of lessons from that. I learned. I think if I could go back in time, if I could give myself advice, I would say, ask someone who's actually doing what you're doing. Maybe try it out first. Yes. Or ask someone who's actually doing what you're doing mm-hmm. before you, you jump head first into the pond. Gotcha. Okay. I mean, I think that's a great lesson, lesson for anybody because sometimes we see people doing something and from the outside looking in, it's, it's our nature, right? To look at somebody else and say, oh, the, the grass is greener on the other side yeah. and go, oh, it would be so nice to be that person and to be with them to be like them to do what they do but then sometimes you don't really understand what it actually is that they do yeah i, I experienced that even with when it comes to with social media or different things that i'm doing with speaking and coaching um, i know some people see it as one way but there's so much more than what people even see when it comes to business building yeah it's mm-hmm. a lot of work on the back end oh yes there's, <laughs> there's a ton of work and and you kind of and you kind of get into certain industries or even i got into business because i was passionate about one niche of it but there's so much that comes with business building a lot of things that i'm not passionate about but they're like necessary evils yeah uh, 
Um, so you, 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 you wrote this three-part series um, you published on LinkedIn. It's called Broke in Your 20s. So what motivated you to write the series? For the longest time, I've wanted to create content. I've been thinking about it, reading books about it. Obviously, here you have Gary Vee, Gary Vaynerchuk. I've been reading his books. Mm-hmm. But I never did it. Yes. And I had this philosophy that if you're afraid of something, it's because you actually want to do it. Mm-hmm. So think about it like... Think about if you're afraid to approach a girl. Yes. You probably like her, right? Oh, right, right. If you didn't like her, it'd be like, no big deal. I'm going to go approach this girl. Exactly. Right, right. There's stakes there. And knowing that I really was afraid of it, I thought, I probably really want to do this. And I love writing. Yes. So I was like, okay, I want to start. But what should I write about? So it has to be something about finances. Yes. And then I kind of thought the best introduction would be my mistakes that I made. Mm -hmm. I tend to learn things the hard way. So when I was younger, I was a little bit immature and... I made a lot of money mistakes, and I learned from them, and I've matured since then. Yes. And I think it's helped me a lot in my growth as a financial planner and just in general for life, you know, because mm-hmm. you need to lead by example. Something like real. Very real. Now, it was, it, it was interesting you shared about this idea of what are we afraid of, and, and specifically, what are we afraid of that we want to do? And I think that's, that's fascinating. I, I was thinking about... Even my, me, I'm thinking about different things I'm afraid of that I want to do and what's going to get in the way. And, and the difference might be that, that initiative, it might be courage. Um, but, um, but that's awesome. So you, you, you completed the three-part the three series, and I love the emphasis that you, you did, which is broken your 20s. Because everybody relates to struggle, right? Struggle is universal. Yeah. And uh, while we all have different nuances of struggle, um, everybody relates to a hard time, a hardship, difficulty, challenge, insult. Um, we've all been there in, in that space. So um, it's a great. Again, I, I think I benefited from from that series. What, what what inspired you to get into financial planning in the first place? Partially the experience of being broke and kind of knowing what that's like. Yes. That helps a little bit. Mm-hmm. I found myself when I came back from Los Angeles. I read a little bit in the story. Was running out of money when I was in Los Angeles. I mm-hmm. quit without having a financial plan or anything in place. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of learning the financial lessons by the School of Hard Knocks. Yes. And I survived for a while, and then I made it back home. And from there, I kind of was figuring, trying to figure out what I wanted to do. I was reading a lot of like personal development books, trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And my dad had a he had a business set up already, or he was an insurance agent in life. So he said, "Hey, try it out." If you like it, you can stick around. If not, you can do something else. And I really liked it because nice. I like interacting with people. Mm-hmm. Even when I was at UCLA, I loved teaching. Yes. I just, I didn't like being in the lab all day, being cooped up all day. That's not mm-hmm. my, my personality. It didn't fit me. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. So, you, so then you, your dad, he was at MetLife. So people who don't know what MetLife is or don't know what that was, you know, you use the phrase MetLife and an agent. Yeah. So what was he doing and then what did you get involved in doing in, in that organization? Well, uh, he was, I guess a financial advisor is what I would term it. Mm-hmm. We were more sales focused than we are back then. So now we're more consultative and trying to help people achieve their goals. Yes. Which isn't really a product. You think of a product like life insurance, it's different from saying, I want to help you achieve this goal. Mm-hmm. That's what we were doing back then. And he kind of showed me the ropes. I was blessed to have my dad teaching me that. So. Yes. Okay. So then that gave you what you were looking for with the people piece because there's a lot of people components to being an agent. Yeah. It did. It was a lot of working with people. It was all commission, so it was like the sky's the limit. But at the same time, if you weren't producing, you don't make any money. Uh oh. 
And my, I remember my dad got me, um, he wanted me to be tough, so he got me a uh, cold call the first time. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> How did that go? How did that go? I actually, I like it. It's harder for me. It's harder to actually talk to people I know than uh-huh. it is complete strangers. I'm really careful. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Yeah. So w- one detail that I think will maybe forever stick with me about that that LinkedIn series you wrote yeah. was you were talked about receiving a thirty thousand dollar commission check. Yes. So um, to talk about um, the, the experience. Talk about what happened. I mean, that's a lot of money for anybody to receive at any time. Yeah. So talk about that experience. Well, that was very early in my career, probably one year or two years in. Mm-hmm. And I still had a lot of learning to do. Yes. I think the saying is a fool and his money soon part ways. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> I, I, see, you got, so if you're listening, you got that's one of those quotes you got to take down and, and hold on to. So say, say it one more time. A fool and his money soon part ways. Okay. I like it. I like it. All right. So go ahead. And I received the money and I just... I didn't really have a vision for what I wanted. I was kind of like, I didn't know what to do with the money. Mm-hmm. So I just did what I saw. I guess what you see on the media, I just mm-hmm. spent it all. I, would, it. I was kind of like boosting out my lifestyle, pretending to be someone I wasn't actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I was trying to put forward this persona like, oh, I'm super rich. Yep. And in doing that, um, you know, I just, it wasn't fun. It was just kind of like looking back on it, it kind of makes me cringe a little bit. Mm-hmm. I feel bad. But I learned a lot of great lessons. Uh, just about being yourself and really money I think I've heard something recently like money reveals who you are yes so you need to make use your money as a tool to build yourself up not something that's you know building up like a mask or a wall between you and other people got it okay yeah. and right and I remember and that's in the, the series you describe like this, the stakes you know the, the high dollar stakes and I don't know this I think you put a figure in there's like seven hundred dollars something like that yeah. on, on a dinner wagyu beef or Kobe beef sure sure <laughs> and uh, so you have these these this moment and and, uh, and and while to your point like understanding what wisdom is in spending so so that when we have money and I, I, I know some people I imagine some people don't have money so they're not exposed to that kind of money but but um, it's so integral to develop our character so that when we're exposed, and if we're exposed to more money, that we know what to do and how to handle it, how to navigate it, to to own our money, not let our money own us. I love that, yeah. The character wasn't there. It wasn't there at that point in time. It was mm-hmm. still too immature. And mm-hmm. you need to fill up your character, your internal space, and then, yes. and then you can know what to do with the money. That's right, and it's right, it's right. And, and it works with everything, right? So I, I, I believe fundamentally, if you build your character right, then you're prepared to build your relationships right you're prepared to take care of money right you're prepared to take on more responsibility if the character is on point yeah Mm -hmm. so um so you're somebody who's who again i I describe as devoted to development one area of your development is 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 with toastmasters so tell me about that one tell me about your your experience how about this how did you get involved with toastmasters it was another it's one of those things when i was coming back from los angeles i was trying to figure out what i wanted to I had always wanted to join. I had looked it up online, did all the research, read all the books, yes. on public speaking, mm-hmm. but I hadn't done it yet. So I knew because I was kind of afraid to do it that I wanted to do it. Yes. And I went around and the first club I went to was Business and Professional Toastmasters here in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. And I just fell in love with the club. It's a good group, group of people. Gotcha. And you could just kind of, you could kind of feel that it was about lifting each other up, making each other mm-hmm. better. There we go. You're over here giving speeches, you know, yeah. and you're, you're getting opportunities to speak in, in, in a variety of different settings. I know um, 
from this conversation I've had with you. You know, you got a, had a, you, so you have a wedding coming up this year, 2020. My brother is getting married, and I'm going to be speaking at the wedding. That's yes. right, officiating the ceremony. So that that's a, it's a beautiful experience related to speaking. And again, what, what Toastmasters is all about, building that communication gift. Yeah, definitely. Then you had this other opportunity. It was over um, with the... It was, it was what you were, you were talking about, wasn't it the, Oasis. yeah, it was Oasis yeah. and you were talking about, uh, yeah, I knew you told me the story. Remind me, remind me. Okay. Um, who was I talking, was I talking in Toastmasters outside Toastmasters? It was, it was, somebody in Toastmasters gave you an opportunity at Oasis. Oh yeah. Yeah. One of my mentors in Toastmasters said there was a financial planner who was speaking at Oasis who was basically selling. Yeah. He was using his <laughs> opportunity to sell. And he, he was disgusted by that. He told me, oh, man, this. oh, man, you need to go apply for that job. And I want you to go speak there. Yes. I know you won't do that. I know you'll try to you know, provide value. Yes. That was good. That got me outside my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. So definitely. Yes. Yeah. And, it, it, you know, it, it reminded me of this. My buddy Jeff says this phrase. He goes, people love to buy, but they hate to be sold. And I think that's the disgust that you described your your mentor felt with the other financial planner who was speaking at Oasis. So yeah, sometimes people, you know, they some, sometimes people's mistakes are opportunities for everybody else because they <laughs> they do such a job that it is not so great, yeah. and it can, it can really lift you up. So what would you say is the has been the most memorable part of being in Toastmasters? so much i think it's hard not to think of my first speech i remember they once said a, a joke that my first sheet speech should have been titled ah uh. okay okay <laughs> <laughs> and they always tell me i'm the most improved because i started off like just very i started off not not too good at public speaking mm-hmm. i didn't i don't think the confidence was there got it and over time the confidence grew but one time i remember i gave a speech that wasn't that good and i knew i could have done better and someone came after one of my mentors came up to me afterward and said Joseph, I know you can do better than that. And, that yes. and for me, that was just like a turning point. I was like, what else in my life can I do better? Where am I kind of like, just kind of doing enough mm-hmm. just to get by? Yes. And that's one thing I'll always remember. What would you say has helped you grow the most from being in Toastmasters? Like, if there was like maybe two or three keys that made this really help, this, you know, maybe the top three that really helped you the most grow as a communicator. Yeah. being a good listener first so it's it's so common for people to just want to like talk your ear off and just talk and talk um, but with that I learned how to listen very well sure. and that's helped me with I think a lot with my communication skills yes and confidence for me because like I said I started off with, up there hemming and hawing mm-hmm. I I tend to put myself way outside my comfort zone sometimes I should overshoot and I was up there you know just like uh, I forgot what to say like blinking mm-hmm. and confidence it helped me a lot with that just going through that a few times was like it was it humbled me but yes. it also helped me to be like what if i can do this i can get better that's right yeah that's right i love it i, I, I love the idea of building your wings on the way down yeah you know? <laughs> i love the idea of doing it afraid and i think you embodied that with your approach to development and your approach to toastmasters your approach to speaking which is there's fear there but i'm gonna do it anyway yeah and i, I appreciate that about you so, you, you, you in your in your biography it mentions that you're you're an avid reader, especially self development books. You describe it as an addiction, you know, an addiction to trying to get better. What would you say was your genesis moment in self development books? I would say it was 
right around the time I was going broke in Los Angeles, around that time when I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And, and that I recently, before that, I had been reading a lot of fiction. I liked reading fiction. I always loved reading my whole life. Mm-hmm. At that point, I started reading books about like how to get a job, how to find what your what your purpose is. Nice. And that's where it started. And even from the fiction, I would read books and it, I would connect it to my life. Uh, okay. Okay. Very nice. Yeah. So then. What were some of the first ones? Because I'm going to ask you in a moment about your favorite one. What were some of the first uh, ones that you, that you you know you picked up yeah. um, in, in your journey of uh, development books? Well, I have a story about that. Um, when I was young, when I was in the fifth grade, when I graduated from elementary school, mm-hmm. my father got me a book for my graduation. Mm-hmm. And I, <laughs> I thought it was a bad gift. It was a book, Think and Grow Rich. And I was like, a book? Come on, Dad, that's not cool. <laughs> Where's my video game? <laughs> Where's my video game? Where's my Genesis? Mm-hmm. Uh, Sega Genesis. Um, right. And I never read the book back mm-hmm. then. But I, I think that's fine because I, even if I had read it, I wouldn't have been ready. We talked about character. Yes. But I ended up reading that later when I was you know, going through that pivotal moment in my life. And it helped me a lot with kind of like forming a vision for what I wanted out of life. Yes. Like, what, who do I want to be in the future? What am I working for? Right, think and go, think and grow rich. It's a, it's a classic. So, so it was, it was you were exposed to it, but then didn't get, it, didn't, didn't read it at, at when you just finished fifth grade. Yeah, but then you came back to it. Okay, and sometimes, sometimes that's what it's about. It's about getting the comeback. You know, getting, the, getting the comeback and in, in, in making sure that that uh, that is special. So, think and grow rich. Got it. And what would you say? When it, when it comes to these books, right? So you, you know you cycle through them, um, and even you're, you're part of a podcast too that talks about these books. Yeah, the Hustle made. and No podcast. We're just Hustle starting. Hustle and No. Yeah. Okay, it, it, maybe share a little bit about it. The, the, the Hustle and No podcast. Well, it's my friend Julie. Uh, she's a little bit younger than me. She starts it. She's the boss. Mm-hmm. And what we do is we get together. We discuss personal development books, books like Think and Grow Rich. Yes. And we discuss what our main takeaways what were, what we're gonna apply, and then we follow up later and see. We actually apply any of this to our lives. Nice. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I love that. So we're gonna, we're gonna I'm gonna circle back and I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you in a moment about your your, your favorite maybe three self development books in a moment. But before that, I want to hear more about your your you you have a drive to serve veterans in need. T- tell me about that. Well, I've been doing a lot of volunteering, and the one that really I felt for was I met a good friend who had an interesting story. I mean, he helps blinded veterans. And just his story was very inspirational to me. He had, uh, he became blind, and he was very depressed. He kind of talked about how that was, like, imagine losing your sight. It's kind of scary, very scary. And now he's a comedian around town. Wow. So he went from be that low point to being able to do that. And it just inspired me to... These are people who... I'm, I'm not a veteran, but these are people who made the ultimate sacrifice for our country. Sure. Whether you agree with the war or not, I think you should support the veterans because they, they're volunteering to go to war mm-hmm. and volunteering to put themselves in harm's way. Yes, yes. I, I love it. I love it. I think it's admirable. I think it's, it's something that it's about you that I think I, I appreciate and respect your, your, your pursuit of giving back to the community in that way and, and finding it because there are potentially endless opportunities to give. And I think we get always have the intention of like you know I intend to or I would want to, yeah. but then seeing you get you you you, um, you being involved is uh, it's always encouraging to me. Make me you know you know want to keep going and, and, and be 
be active and, and initiate yeah. with uh, volunteering opportunities. So. All right. So your top three self-development books of all time. In order? Uh, sure. Why don't we do three, two, one. Three, two, one. Yeah. Third best, second best, and then your absolute <laughs> best. Okay. I think third best. Of the ones I've read, I haven't read. Right, 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 right. Of the ones I've read that I remember is Grit by Angela Duckworth, yeah. and that book really got me started on growing good habits. And that's what it really it teaches about consistency, just little action every day. Yes. A lot of times people like work. It's around the New Year's. A lot of times people start a resolution like I want to run a marathon, and then they'll go out there and just like run until they're burnt out, and then they'll give up. Yeah, right, right. You don't want to do that. You want to start with just a little action, start small, and gradually over time compounding. There'll be a compound effect, and you'll get to where you want to go. Nice. So great is great. Yeah, and this it's about the secret being secret to success being not being talented, not being smart, but really just not giving up. Yes. I like it. I like it. Okay. Great. By Angela. Angela Duckworth. Duckworth. Okay, that's your number three. All right. What's number two? That's kind of what got me in. That's what, that's what, All right. what got me started. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then what we're, maybe we'll steal the, the line from your other podcast. Yeah. Um, so what was your big takeaway from Thinking Grow Rich? It got me visualizing about what I wanted in the future. So it got me thinking like, what do I want from the future? And what am I going to do to get there? Mm-hmm. So I think there's two steps to it. Yes. If you've heard of The Secret, I think it was more like, just think about it. It'll happen. Think about cheesecake. Mm-hmm. There'll be a cheesecake. With this one, it's, it says you have to take action. What do you actually want to sacrifice? What do you want to do to get there? Mm-hmm. So I like it. Got it. Okay. Okay. So I mean, it's fascinating to, to, to one to podcast with a financial planner, and to talk to you, and for you to share about your dreams, and because you're involved in the process of helping other people with their financial goals and dreams and ambitions. So, um, how does that work for you? Like, when it comes to your goals and dreams, like where? Um, what do you dream about doing? Like, what are your dreams and goals for your your financial, you know, situation? Yeah, um, for my own financial situation, mm-hmm. and my dream car, Tesla. 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 There we go. Okay. I okay. <laughs> I want. I don't know. I plan this year. This year, I wanted to. Uh, well, let me think. About five years from now, I want to have. It's okay. It's okay. You're good. Um, I want to get to a million dollars. I forgot the date that I have. I think it's like 2025. Okay. That's going to be a pretty ambitious savings Let's goal. go. So I'll have to do a lot of stuff. Okay. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So just visualizing that, verbalizing it, speaking it out. Okay. And then you're taking the action behind it. Yeah. Okay. I love it. I love it. Um, and then, okay, number one. So we have number three was the grit. Number two, thinking grow rich, Napoleon Hill. Yeah. And then Angela Duckworth was the, was the number three. And then number one, number one book of all self-development financial planner would be a financial planning book the richest man in battle okay george clayson George yeah all right take away from that one well <laughs> I, the lesson that i learned in financial planning and all the mistakes that i made was really about having integrity wow. and that that just about practicing what you preach and that book just showed me a clear way I was, it helped me get out of debt it showed me a clear way of yeah, it's an awesome uh, it's an awesome achievement out of debt yes yeah. mm-hmm. 
And just show me, you know, when, when you don't have money, I don't know if you've ever been there, but it's like really stressful. It's a horrible situation when you're like scared to check your accounts. And it helped me get away from that. And so yes. like take control of my money where it's something that lifts me up where than something that's like makes me worried all the time. Yes. Right. I, 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 what I hear is there's a difference between being burdened and then feeling like being burdened by the financial situation and then versus, you know, being being blessed or, 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 or you know there's there's just completely different there's, there's stress and there's um, there's stress and worry that can come from finances but then there's so much options and liberation that can come from finances as well yeah that's true though. yes so all right so the, so if you're if you're tuning in i think the, the, those are three books you, you know you, you're gonna, gonna want to grab the let me see if i, I, I get uh, get a grit they can grow rich and then the richest man in babylon and what was the author of the third one again George S. Clayson. George S. Clayson. Okay, love it. Well, if you're tuning in, this is the Strong Life Coach Podcast, where we speak life, coach life, write life, and lead life. Today, I'm here with Joseph Warren, financial planner. We're talking about his journey, and uh, we and we want to remind you to, to take this podcast and share it with somebody who can benefit from hearing what we talked about. Uh, get a chance to uh, give it that five-star rating on Apple Podcast and leave us a comment. Let us know what you thought about what we discussed. Thank you very much for tuning in, and thank you, Joseph, for joining. Thank you.